Welcome to Loving People to the Cross. I'm Pastor Tom Crandall. I'm so excited that you've joined us today. I hope and pray that this word from the Lord encourages you and uplifts you in your spirit. And I hope it draws you to walk closer with Him. Remember, after the podcast, stick around for one more message from me, your host, Pastor Tom Crandall. God bless you, my friend. This morning, I want to invite you to turn to the book of Job. The book of Job, the 42, 42nd chapter of the book of Job. Chapter 42 is where we're going to be at in the first six verses. I began to read the book of Job several times over and over. And I past couple months, I began to read it again. And, you know, I always find myself, I don't know about you, but when I read the book of Job, it seems like when I'm in my own challenges or when I'm in my own um troubles in life is when I find myself in the book of Job. I've read this book a thousand times, I know. And I never really... Have you ever read a certain chapter in the Bible and you've read it and 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 one day you see something that just stands out more than anything else? Well, this instance is when this happened. And I I begin to put some thought in this and I began to seek the Lord's face in it, and He began to show me some things in this chapter in my, my own heart. And I thought, man, it's kind of unique because how many times have we find our own selves there? But starting in verse 1, it says this, Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that thou canst, canst do everything, and that no thought can be withholden from thee. Who is he that hideth counsel without knowledge? Therefore I have uttered that I understood not things too wonderful for me, which I knew not. Here I beseech thee, and I will speak. I will demand of thee, and declare thou unto me. Now this is the part that that floored me. I have heard of thee by hearing of the ear, but now my eye seeth thee. Wherefore I arbor myself, and repent in dust and ashes. You know, oftentimes we we get to this point in life where we really miss something. Have you ever really just got to looking and not really pay attention on what's going on around you? You hear a conversation, but you have no clue what was really said. This is going to get deep real fast this morning. How many times in life have we heard conversations not know what was really said, but go back and tell what was said? Oh, we don't want to talk about that, do we? We want to tippy-toe around that. Let's, let's not go there. I would never misunderstand anything. I would never give information that's not true. How often have we done that when it comes to the Word of God? We do it often. We do it, quite frankly, very often. I've said amongst scholars who know the word in and out and misquote it day after day after day after day, then guess what? They put their opinions and their thoughts and this and that in it and they just mess it all up for them and for those that are hearing it. Because 90% of the time, those people don't go back and read the word for themselves anyways. I said it. Said it, said it boldly too, right? Here's the problem that we run into into a, a culture of people who think they have it all figured out and ain't got a clue which way they're going, up, down, side to side, north, west, east, south. You want to know what that culture is? They hear everything, but they see nothing. 
You can hear this all day long. You can hear the word of God all day long. Don't be just hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. Job says, I hear of the goodness of God. I, 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 I hear people talking about your goodness all the time. I hear people talking about all of these things all of the time. But now I see the goodness of God. Now I see. But then it's only then when he sees it that he repents. Do y'all not see a problem with that, anybody? How many times do we wait? How long do we push back? How long do we say, you know what, I'm not ready yet. How many times do we stand and, and, and we really just dive in? And we say, you know what, I, I've, I've heard. I've heard it. I know that because I've heard it. How many of you could probably right now at this very moment, almost word for word, sing your favorite song? How many of you right now, almost word for word, could recite your favorite poem? But the unique thing about that is you didn't see anybody write it. You wasn't there when it was recorded. You have no personal connection to that person that may sing that song. You And you may, you may not. I don't know. I can't say for certain. But you have no personal connection to these people. And what drives me nuts, I don't watch the news for a reason. Because it's all bad news. Well, you need to know what's happening in our country. It's falling apart. What's there not to know? Abortion is murder. That's not the goodness of God. Homosexuality is a sin. That's not the goodness of God. All this transgender movement is garbage. That's not the goodness of God. Well, now, Brother Tom, you're stepping off on the deep end. You know, we don't, we want to tread lightly around that. People may have feelings. If your feelings do not align with the Word of God, it's wrong. Sin is sin. It doesn't matter what label we put on it. Adultery is sin. Amen. Lying is a sin. It doesn't matter what we label it. Sin is sin. Why watch the news to know that everything's falling apart? Well, Tom, you're kind of contradicting yourself. You've got to see that it's going on. No, that's not what I'm saying. I can hear that it's all going wrong, but I've watched enough of garbage around me in my everyday life to know that this world's falling apart. My granddaddy used to say a, a, a saying that I thought was very unique. This world's going to hell in a handbasket. And you know what I find sad? We all have a key to eternity. We all have a, 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 a free gift that God has given us and it's not for sale. Jesus says what? It is freely given, so freely give. We have misrepresented the gospel of Jesus Christ by saying that it's accepting. No, it's not. We've misrepresented the gospel by saying that it's all cheerful. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. 
We can go back to the Old Testament. Well, the Old Testament, you know, we don't live by that. We live by the New Testament. No, you either take it all or nothing. Amen? And if you want to live in legalism, we'll do this. 613 laws, 10 commandments. You miss one, you've missed them all. So why even try? We are living in a generation that is falling apart and they hear that it is good, but they refuse to see it. Why do they refuse to see it? Just like I refuse to watch the news. They don't see Christians living a Christian life. They see Christians living a hypocritical, hypocrisy-filled life. Too deep yet? I, I stood many years ago. Carrie and I would joke because my earliest ministry years I spent doing funerals. 90% of the time that I got to preach, it was a funeral. And I remember standing over this casket one day and and I didn't even know these people. The, the funeral home uh, director had called me and said, brother, we have got a funeral and their pastor has gotten sick and he can't be here. And I was like, man, I don't know how to preach a funeral for this person because I don't know them. And he said, no problem. I'll send you their pastor's number and he can talk with you and give you some insight. So I called that pastor and I said, hey man, this is Tom. You know, went through all that. And we introduced ourselves. He was down in his back, all this, that, and another. And I said, tell me a little bit about such and such here. Tell me a little bit about their life. He said, I couldn't tell you. I've never met them. What? I was like, well, they told me you was this person's pastor. Yeah, it, it was, but I was, and you know, this is a very large church that we're at, and it's just impossible for me to get to know everybody. What? Can I tell y'all something? Compared to some of the churches around us, y'all ready for this? No joke. Compared to some of the churches around us, Protemus is considered a mega church. We've got more than five. We've got more than three. I've walked into churches with four members and they was glad to be there and they kept the lights on. But there was always an issue on the inside of the heart. We don't want to really get off in that this morning and, and, and really do surgery, do we? But we're going to. I love you enough that as I stand here this morning, I'm going to give you not only the heart of a pastor, but I'm going to give you a heart of a leader. And I'm going to give you the heart of what any pastor would tell a congregation. There's going to be troubles. There's going to be struggles. There's going to be trials. There's going to be tribulation. There's going to be strife. There's going to be turmoil. But let me tell you how you come out of all of that. How you stand on that mountain and say, greater is He that is in me that is in this world is the attitude that you have when you come through those doors. If you come in here and you say, I'm not... I'm not really feeling it today. I'm not really up to it. I don't know. I'm just off. I'm tired. I've had a long week. I just want to unwind. 
I will say this, everyone needs a break. Everyone needs some time to just unwind. Amen? I'll be the first to admit it. I can't wait until October. Carrie even told me yesterday, I told her last night just picking out our house, I'm so sick of hearing about the beach, I'll be glad when we go. I didn't say nothing about leaving, I just said I'd be glad when we go. But let, let, me, let me stress this a little more. We can hear all of the bad inside of things. Amen? I guarantee you, I can sit down and talk with Dale. I can sit down and talk with Billy. And, 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 and man, they could tell me, Dale could tell me all the horror stories about his, his employment before he retired. Of how bad it is. Or things might have been. Just using that as an example. I'm not saying they were, brother. I could go and sit down with Billy and he could say, man, I work for the county and we just stand on the side of the road and lean on shovels. <laughs> then I could go with Waylon and Waylon could tell me about all the headache that he has to go through on his job. Or I could go and I could sit with Marco and he could tell me about all the stuff that he had to go through in his job and tell me about all the, the bad things and leave out all the good. You know, we can tell people about the trials and the tribulations and the heartaches and the pains and the, and the, the, the shortcomings that we've experienced in life. But if we fail to tell them about the goodness of God and show them the goodness of God in our lives, we've missed the mark altogether. Yesterday, I'm swallowing some pride telling y'all this. Y'all know that I suffer from PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Yesterday, we're in Walmart. I've never honestly had a panic attack. Never. We're walking through Walmart. I'm constantly, Carrie will tell you, I'm constantly on a swivel. Doesn't matter where I'm at. I'm always on the swivel. I walk the same way. I stand the same way. Doesn't matter if I'm at work or walking through a store. I'm always just, just ready. Just natural reaction. We're walking through that store and I felt like everybody was literally on top of me. Brother, I didn't see it coming. I told Carrie, I said, I've got to get out of here. I've got to go right now. And I made a beeline for the door. And I immediately told myself, you can do this. Quit being a sissy. Man, have you ever told yourself that? And I turned around like an idiot and went right back in the store. We got in the car and I remember sitting there and I felt like my heart was right here in my mouth just pounding. And what really ticked me off more than anything is I couldn't defeat it. Men, y'all ever been there? I couldn't handle it. I couldn't do it. I remember I got in that, we got in the car, I, I needed to go to the doctor for my checkup anyways and we go and I told my doctor about it and he explains it to me and he says, man, it's good. It's not, not a major thing. And I'm thinking in the back of my head, 
dude, what do you mean it's not a major thing? I've never felt this way. I don't understand it. Then this verse come to my head. I have heard of thee by hearing of the ear, but now mine eye seeth thee. Hmm. I've heard of you, but now my eye seeth you. What is there to see in that situation? What is it that's in that situation that I needed to see God? My trust may not have been in Him. Follow me here, church. I might have not been trusting Him at that very moment. The enemy said, hey, I've got a perfect spot right here to attack. I'm going to hit him with an uppercut and we're going to see how he reacts. Because you know, the world's waiting on you to react. Can I share something with y'all? People that you work with that smile in your face, check this out. People that you're around every day that smile to you and they're like, oh, you're my friend, I love you. They're just pushing buttons to see how you react sometimes. Not everybody that you're around. I'm not saying that all your friends are against you. Okay, hear me when I say that. But some people just want to push buttons to see how you react. Some people want to see what you do in certain situations. Somebody asked me one day in the recent week, I think it was either this week or last week, can't really remember, it was recent. They follow the podcast, they, 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 they listen every week. And they said, you know, you have failed to, to, to preach on one subject that I'm always curious to hear you preach on. And I said, what's that? And he said, politics. I said, I'm not here to preach politics. I'm not here to preach Republican and Democrat, Biden and Trump. I'm here to preach Jesus. I could give two hoots less about getting behind this pulpit and giving you anything but Jesus. I've had people look me in the windows of my soul and say, well, you need to preach on politics. No. You need to preach on this. No. I'm not going to do it. I don't care how you vote. That's between you and the good Lord. Amen? But I can tell you this. Each person from each side can tell you all the bad but how many of them are willing to tell you the good? Come on now. We're getting off in the deep end now, ain't we? Y'all bring floaties this morning? Job, Job went through everything you could think of. And he didn't whine and complain to the point where people, they were telling him, dude, curse God and die already. This is terrible. You shouldn't have to go through this. I went squirrel for a minute. Love y'all. He said, you shouldn't have to go through this. Just curse God and die. Hold on. I've heard that he's good. I'm just waiting. Because once I see that he's good, it's going to be amazing. <coughs> we go through all this stuff in life and we look for all the bad, but we never see the good. So you know what I did yesterday? Now that I'm back on track and we didn't go down another rabbit hole. I watched the news yesterday. I've seen a whole lot of bad stuff. 
We're going cashless. Good luck with that. We're going to do this. Good luck with that. But then in the midst of that, I see one thing that stood out to me. One thing that blew me away, that captured my heart, was the fact that local churches from different denominations, from different backgrounds, from different doctrines, came together to raise awareness against child abuse. We can come together and raise awareness against child abuse. We can come together and we can raise awareness against all of this stuff. But when are we going to come together as a denomination, different denominations and different backgrounds to raise awareness against hell? Mason, is this thing working? Okay, just making sure. Because we're missing it, y'all. People are looking at us and they're waiting on opportunity. You know that word repent means so much more than just have a change of mind? Do you know that? You hear people say that all the time? Oh, it just means to have a change of mind. I, I, I wasn't able to pull it up because I didn't print my notes. And I'm trying to multitask up here this morning. But I want to encourage you to get out your strong concordance and look up that word repent. Then look it up in the word, the Greek Hebrew. Then look it up in the, the, the definition of the English language. And when we look at it all together, we see that there's so much more to it than just having a change of mind. Carrie and I were sitting in the living room, I think, or in the bedroom, I can't remember, and I, I was studying a little bit, and I want to say it was, what, Monday night, Tuesday night, maybe, and I, I got, got it in front of me, and I'm like, holy smokes, Carrie, listen. There's more to repenting than having just a change of mind. We get that so messed up all the time. Well, I repented. It's all good. I just changed my mind. <laughs> you might have changed your mind, but did you change your ways? Did the preacher just say that? He did. You, you might, listen to me, you might be worried about what, what's going on in the world. You might be fixated on watching the news, reading the newspapers. You may be fixated on doing all of the things that have nothing to do with being a Christian. Well, Tom, you can't say that because some people put a lot of hard work and a lot of prayer into, into what they believe. Let me tell you this. Foundation is going to be laid at this very moment. If we can't get along here, Where's Rosie before I say what I'm going to say? She, she back there? Thank God. Everybody look at me right now. Everybody look at me and I'm being as serious as I can be. If we can't get along here, how do we expect to get along in glory? If we don't see eye to eye here, we're going to disagree on some things. We're not always going to be on the same page. Amen? 
But if we can't, you know what? I love you enough. Carrie and I do not agree on everything. We don't. But there's times I look at her and I say, sweetheart, I love you, but we're just going to agree to disagree. And she'll go, that's fine, I'm right. <laughs> and I walk away going, whatever, I'm right. But there's times when we go, you know what, let's pray about it and see where God leads us. We as a church, listen to me, and this doesn't go just for Protemus, this goes for every church in the United States of America. We as a church need to find the basics of God and get to them. And they're simple. They're so simple. You want to be a leader? Lead. You want to be a, be a teacher? Teach. You want to be an evangelist? Evangelize. You want to be a preacher? Preach. You want to be the hands and feet of Jesus? By George, you better figure out what part of the body you're in and run with it. Amen? There is no room for discord in the body of Christ. And I'm telling you this now. Job said, I've heard of the goodness of God, but now I see it. We want to see it? Let's move. I'm not talking about moving the church, okay? I'm talking about literally move, be the hands and feet of Jesus. We're going to dismiss in such a unique way this morning. Last week I told everybody what? <coughs> Grab somebody, pray with them, let them know you love them. I'm going to ask every elder to come here. And Dale, if you don't want to, I understand. I'm trying not to talk loud, brother. I'm sorry. But I'm going to ask the elders to come up here for just a moment. Anybody with the session, I want you up here. Sunday school teachers too. Mason, that includes you, buddy. Come on. Hey, it's Pastor Tom. I hope and pray this message touched your heart. And maybe even today you're asking yourself, do I know Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior? You know, oftentimes in life we find ourselves in the mix of life. And life is hard. It's difficult. But if you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and today you say, you know what? I want to do that. I want to accept Jesus. I want to know Him on a more intimate level. If that's you, my friend, today I want to pray with you. Simply just pray this. Father God, I know I'm a sinner. I ask you to send Jesus to come and dwell in my heart and to be the Lord of my life. I know that I'm in need of a Savior, and without Him, I would be nothing. Amen. My friend, today, if you prayed that prayer, I want to hear from you. You can email me at pastortomcrandall at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. I want to send you a Bible. I want to send you some, some information on how to continue to walk with Christ. I love you, my friend. All the angels in heaven are rejoicing with you. God bless you.